Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. says, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? I'd like to pull that little phrase out right there in the middle of that verse. It says, what manner of persons ought ye to be? What manner of persons ought ye to be? I, I would say this evening, if you're saved, you're interested in knowing what kind of person God wants you to be. Amen. I pray this a lot in my uh, personal prayer closet. I, not necessarily in a closet, but you know what I mean, by myself. I said, Lord, help me to be the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. You know, I, I hope that would be the kind of person that my wife would want me to be. I'd hope it to be the kind of person my pastor would want me to be. Amen. But you know what? Most of all, and it was a good day in my life when I realized it's really only one person I had to please. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All things were created by Him and for His pleasure. Amen. And there's something that was mentioned about Enoch. The Bible says over there in Hebrews chapter 11, he was translated. And he had this testimony that he, what? Pleased the Lord. Pleased God. Amen. Boy, I want to have that kind of testimony. Amen, brother. Josh, I appreciate it. I want to. I want to say. I want to be that kind of person, the manner of person God wants me to be. I want to give you five things right quickly. I know we've sung a lot tonight. Don't want to keep you long, but I want to be concise, but be clear, but be complete tonight. Y'all pray with me as we preach on this thought. What manner of persons ought ye to be? Lord, we sure love you tonight. Thank you for your grace and mercy and kindness and favor and love. Lord, I do thank you for this church, Lord. I thank you for Pastor Josh, Lord, and the blessing he's been to us and this church has actually for years to our family. And Lord, I thank you for that, Lord. And I thank you for the blessing they've been in this community. Lord, I pray that you continue to bless them. Indeed, enlarge the coast, direct them with your hand and keep them from evil and continue to help them to be a blessing to your people. We ask it in your precious name, the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Five things really quickly this evening I want to say that God wants you to be. Now, it's a really simple message tonight, but I think sometimes we need to get back to the basics of Christianity because it seems like so many people have missed it. Amen. And number one, the kind of person uh, God wants you to be, and I believe if Jesus Christ was here tonight, He would tell you these things because when I give you the Word of God, I'm giving you what Jesus Christ would say. Amen. Number one, he wants you to be, now this is not going to be a hard one, he wants you to be saved. Amen. But I know on a Sunday night, I would think most of you are saved. But God wants you to make sure you're saved. The Bible says uh, to examine yourself, to see if you be in the faith. It's not how good you are, you know, how, how good of a neighbor, how many times you've, even Sunday night crowds, it could be someone that's not saved. Amen. I th- hope you know that you're saved. God not only wants you to be saved, but He wants you to know without a shadow of a doubt. Amen. I'm glad for the day when I realized, I mean, 
I got saved when I was at the age of six, but you know, getting saved at an early age, a lot of times you'll have doubts. But I'm glad I went to the Word of God. <laughs> brother, I'm glad, Brother Tom, why I didn't go to the preacher. Because, see, it wasn't the words of the preacher that was going to get me to heaven. It was the Word of God that, and I hope that's what you're depending on tonight. Yeah. The Word of God. And you know what? I got reading in the Word of God, and, and the Word of God said I did what I was supposed to do, brother. And he said, I, he has written these things that you may know that you have eternal life. It's not a hope so, maybe so, think so, or guess so. It's a no soul salvation. It'll be a good day in your life. When you make sure you have salvation. You know what I have found out? Before I got real good assurance of my salvation, I didn't really want to tell nobody because I'm thinking, I don't really have as much assurance as I'd like to have. But you know what? After I got that assurance, I just want to tell everybody. Amen. 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 I wonder sometimes if that's the reason why we don't tell people we don't really have that assurance that we need. But I love the verse. You say, what verse did you have for that? Well, I, by the way, I try to have a verse for everything I preach. Amen. <laughs> the Bible says in verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but His, will, but his long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish. But I love this word, all Amen. should come to repentance. Amen. Pastor, I did a really long search on that word all. And you know what? It took me all two minutes to figure out what it's talking about. You know what I found out the word all means? All. Amen. Amen. It means the all all the time and it all is all and it will ever mean. Amen. And when he says he's not willing that any should perish, you better mark it down in your book, my friend. Unfortunately, we have some Baptists having problems with that in these days. Amen. I can understand the Presbyterian thinking something different. But we're Baptists, my friend. We believe that all can come to repentance. And that all can be saved. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. I thank God for salvation and I'm glad I've got that. But guess what? Uh, I believe there's a second point in these verses. Uh, the second point is, now this is really deep right here. God wants you to be smart. <laughs> you say, what verse do you have for that? Well, the verse prior to that, verse 9, says, But beloved, be not ignorant. <laughs> amen, brother. Amen. The opposite of being ignorant, what is what? Being smart, amen. amen. Pretty simple. But you know what I'm talking about? God wants us to be smart. If you, if you take it in context, He wants us to be smart concerning His coming. Jesus Christ is coming again. You don't hear it preached very much because it's been 2,000, over 2,000 years since he uh, said that he was coming again. And uh, there's a lot of scoffers and mockers that, saying, that are saying, where is the promise of his coming? But let me say to you, the time uh, frame that we work in is not the way that God works. In other words, he says it this way in verse 8, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. I'm glad he just nailed it down for me. It's just, just one thing. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a lot of things we should be ignorant of, but definitely this one. This one thing that at one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. In other words, it's been a long time since Jesus said He's coming again. 
It's been over 2,000 years, but in God's mind, it's only been a couple of days. That's right. Amen. You know what? I just believe He could come at any moment. Don't, don't let the devil, don't let the world, don't let the society get you to thinking that He's not coming again. Just as sure as He come the first time, my friend, He's coming again. And it could be today. By the way, we preach on the blessed hope. Let me clarify something then. In case somebody don't understand that. We don't call it a hope because we're hoping it'll happen. We know it's going to happen. The blessed hope is that we hope it happens today. Amen. Amen. That's the blessed hope. Amen. And don't get caught up in this world and, and what they're trying to shove down our throats. This, these, these liberals. Boy, I'll tell you what. They're trying to make us be so concerned about this world. But let me, let me show you what where uh, global warming is found in the Bible. Can I show you that right quickly? Let, let's look at global warming here in verse 10. The Bible says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, into which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt. Here it is. <laughs> with fervent heat, the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. I wrote beside that, global warming. <laughs> <laughs> don't let the world uh, you know mess up your mind about this this world is going to be here until Jesus comes again and everything's going to be okay until he gets until he gets there matter of fact he told us that in Genesis chapter 8 he says while the earth remained its remaineth seed line and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and uh, and day and night shall not cease did you know, child of God, that God is saving this world to destroy it? You say, where do you find that in the Bible? Right here. I found it right here in this verse 7. Look with me. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store. Now that word phrase, kept in store, sounds like he's saving it up to me. Don't let these liberal shove stuff down your throat, my friend. God is going to make sure we don't destroy it so He can destroy it. Amen. It is all kept in store for what? Reserved unto, uh, unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Yes, my friend, God's going to bring all this thing to a close one day. But don't worry about it. It's going to be in His time, not our time. Amen. He's in control of all this. Amen. God wants you to be saved. He wants you to be smart. But listen, He wants you to be seeking. Seeking for what? Well, I use the word seeking to alliterate my message. But the word that Bible uses here is in verse 12. It says, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God. What does that phrase mean, looking for and hastening unto the day of God, coming of the day of God? What that means, I believe, is the same way we felt, at least I felt it, sister, before Christmas time as a little kid. I was thinking, boy, I wish to hurry up and get Y'all like that? Amen. Around before Christmas time, boy, it seemed like it never come around. And I would say, I'm sure I, I said it several times, boy, I wish to hurry up and get here. Christmas. But now it comes every month, brother. <laughs> I wish it like wait a little longer. <laughs> but you know, with Jesus coming, we should be that way. 
Boy, I wished it. Hurry up. And Amen. Amen. <laughs> Brother, it'd be so many things that we weren't, wouldn't have to face if Jesus would come. Some of you are facing things in the future. If Jesus don't come, you won't have to go through those things. Right. We don't know a lot of those things. But I was thinking about Brother Charles. You mentioned him. He's got some tests coming up, up Tuesday. Uh, you know, I've got some issues going on. Some of you know about my ear situation. I mean, and that's just really small things for me. But I know some people that's going through some desperate things. I know I've got a cousin that's got a tumor in his head this big around the size of a softball. And they don't know how they're going to get it out, brother, without killing it. You know what? The, the rapture would take care of all of that. That's right. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. The rapture, the coming up of, of, the, of the children of God, the getting up, amen, would take care of all that. So that's why we should be looking for and hastening to the coming of the day of God. Now, I will have to confess, I haven't always been excited about the coming of the Lord. Sister, before I was 30 years, before I got married, I was... I was 30 years old before I got married. And finally, the Lord sent me a beautiful wife. Amen. I thank God. But I was thinking the whole time, brother, those 30 years. Lord, you not the whole 30 years, but a lot of it. I was thinking, Lord, you're going to come back, sure as the world, before I know what it's like to be married. And the Lord sent me a beautiful wife, and I thank God for angels. And But you know what? I got to think, Lord, you're going to come back before I know what it's like to have a child. And God sent me a beautiful little girl, Mary Beth. Most of you remember from last time. Beautiful young lady. She's a lady now. She wasn't a lady when she was born. <laughs> but a beautiful baby. Having, having babies. My babies are having babies, brother. Amen. I got, I got uh, this is my second grandson coming along. Amen. I'm getting excited. But when she was a little baby, I, you know, I was used to sleeping all through the night, brother. I didn't understand this getting up at 3 o'clock being woke up with a crying baby. The first time that happened, I said, even so come, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Aren't we that way, though? Yeah. When something's coming up, are we having to go through something, we think, boy, that's going to be a good time for the Lord to come back. That's right. But you know what? It'd be a beautiful day today Amen. for the Lord to come to He that hath this hope, there it is, that word again, Hope in Him, purify Himself. You haven't? Are you having trouble living a pure life, child of God? Start thinking more about the coming of the Lord. Matter of fact, that's my fourth point: uh, living a spotless life. The Bible says it. I believe it's found. Let's see in verse fourteen. It says, "Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye uh, look for such things, such things talking about the coming of the Lord." Be diligent. Now, I love that word diligent. That word diligent means, listen to me, church, that means you got to work in it. Right, right. Uh, it's, it's a fight, brother, to live a godly life. I'll be honest with you. you, you anybody tell you it's easy to live a Christian life? They're not telling you the truth. It's a fight. Because Paul says, I have fought a good what? fight. It is a fight to live right. Be diligent. That you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Living such as you in a way in which you wouldn't be ashamed at his coming. You know the Bible says there'd be some ashamed at his coming. I don't want to be ashamed of you 
I want to be always looking for and hastening, saying, Lord, even so comes, John said, even so comes, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. As the song says, if he were to come in the clouds, it would be well with my soul. It is well, the songwriter said, with my soul. Is it well with your soul? Amen. Are you being that kind of person that God wants you to be? Now, I, I want to spend most of my time on this. This is my last point. Thank you for not saying amen right there. <laughs> Boy, I like it when it gets quiet. Really. But I do want to spend most of my time on this last point. Amen. Look with me in verse 17. And the word we're looking at is that word, last word, which is steadfast. Notice what the Bible says in verse 17. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things. What things? All these things we've been talking about, the Lord is coming back. By the way, let me pause for just a moment. Have you been noticing what's going on with Israel? As I, I just got through reading through the Old Testament, and just about every prophet, brother, says something about the Jews coming back home. Did you know, listen to this, within the last five years, there's been almost 500,000 estimated 500,000 Jews that have went back home. Right. My friend, that is that is just lights flashing. Jesus is coming right. soon. Amen. This past year, our president recognized Jerusalem, at which I thought was a great thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's just us here tonight. Can I say something that I like about, I love about our president? I know he's not perfect by no means, but one thing I really love about him, and that is that CNN... CNN hates him so bad. <laughs> That's why. But anyway, he did do something good there when he recognized Jerusalem as being the capital of Israel. Amen. You know, he Amen. did that on the anniversary and on the anniversary of them becoming a nation. My friend, all of those things are pointing towards the coming of the Lord. That's the reason why I brought all that up. I, we're talking about these things, he says. These things before the middle part of verse 17 is where we're at. Now this is to the church tonight. He says, Beware lest ye also. Who's he talking about? He's talking about those of us that are, are looking for his coming. He's talking about those of us that are trying to live a spotless life. Those of us that are saved. Amen. Ready for his coming. He says, Beware lest ye, us, also be uh, being led away with the error of the wicked fell from your own, here's the word, steadfastness. The Bible says, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know what? Have you noticed that, that, that we're living in a day where nobody has any stickability about them? Y'all know what that word means, don't you? Uh, I don't know if I made that up. Some, I'm sure. But anyway, stickability. And it's steadfastness. I mean, you can't even hire somebody. And these employers are, are telling us this as we travel across the nation. They, they tell us you can't find anybody, brother, that'll stick with a job. But you know what? That's bad out there. But what's bad about it is it's snuck into our churches. It has creeped into our churches where you can't find anybody that is steadfast 
unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. It kind of reminds me, brother, I'll tell you this right quick. Not a true story, but it kind of reminds me of this story I heard about this guy. He was found on an island all by himself. He had been there for years. And they finally, the news finally found him, the, the rescue people. And they finally found him. They said they had all kinds of questions for him. But, but he had two huts. Well, actually had three huts built on the island all by himself. And they asked him about the huts. He says, what is this hut over here for? I says, that's where I live. And they said, what is this one over here? He says, that's where I go to church. Wow. Building it. By itself, building a church. They said, what is this one over This third one. He says, oh, that's where I used to go to church. <laughs> I bet some of y'all preachers know some people like that. <laughs> Can't be can't be steadfast even with themselves. Amen. My friend, God wants us to be steadfast. Would it be all right for just a moment, Pastor, for the family to come sing another song? But before they come, I want them to I want to say something about the song. The song says, finish well. You know, God wants us to finish well. I know a lot of you are, are running a good race. But you know what's not how you start. Yeah. It's how you finish. Yeah. And you know, what is the, uh, let me think here. Uh, it's about eight words that most of us are wanting to hear when we get to heaven. I think it is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. It's eight words. Those are the eight words that we're all wanting to hear. If you're living for the Lord, you want to hear those words. But you know what? The only way we're going to hear those words is if we're faithful. Those words are not door prizes for everybody that makes it to heaven. There's some, as I mentioned a while ago, there's going to be some that's ashamed at His coming. They're not going to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Boy, I want to hear that. But you know what? God has made it so simple for us to be able to hear that. You know what we have to be? Faithful. Faithful. Pastor, brother, call me, I, I, and I, 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 the reason why I refer to you a lot is because I've known you for a long time. You've been around longer than eight. You look good, man. But, well, now, y'all don't cause me to forget where I'm at. I want to hear, hear those words well done, thou good and faithful servant. I, I'm glad. I'm glad he's not going to say, "Well done, thou good and servant that give a million dollars into my work." I'm glad that's not what I'm looking for, because sister, I won't make it. I, 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 I tithe and I send my I send my offerings in, but it, it's not with my income. It, it ain't going to come up to a million dollars. Amen. And you know what? He didn't say, thou, well done, thou good and, and uh, servant that led a thousand people to me. No, that's not what he's looking for. Although I would love to be able to say that. But I don't think, I hope so. Maybe we'll get in a good revival somewhere, brother, and hundreds of people will be saved. That would be great. But, you know, if that don't happen, I won't hear those words. But you know what I can hear? Well done, thou good and faithful. Just 
be faithful. It is required in the servant that he remain faithful. Isn't that wonderful child of God? He's not looking for anything extravagant. He's just looking. And you know what? It's no reason why every one of us here tonight can't hear those words. If you're saved, there's no reason why you can't hear those words. The right? only thing you have to be is faithful to the Lord, faithful to His church, faithful reading your Bible, praying, just the simple things God wants you to remain faithful to. The song they're going to come sing has a phrase that I love. The, the phrase is, every day that He is given, finish well. You know how I can be, and you can be guaranteed that you will finish well? You finish today well. You finish tomorrow well. I'm so glad Jesus said, take up your cross daily and follow me. He didn't say take up your cross weekly or monthly or yearly. He said take up your cross daily. He said, I'm learning, Pastor, over and over how much this Christian life is just a daily devotion to God. Every day, the song says, every day that He is given, finish well. And if you do that, if you just stay faithful to God, doing what you're, if you're doing, if you're living for God now, just keep on living for Him. Just keep on keeping on. Amen. And you will hear those words that all of us want to hear. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. They could come and sing this song. Maybe God's dealt with your heart. Maybe you haven't made that first point, being saved. You definitely, you won't even make it to the Bema seat. Amen. You won't even make it to heaven. But you know what? The rest of the message was for those of us that are saved. Seeking His coming. Looking for His coming. Staying spotless before the Lord. Uh, being smart about His coming. Realizing He could come at any moment. And being steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Just remain faithful. Because you know what? He's been faithful to us. I don't have to get a raise of hands, but has He been faithful to you? He's never fails me. Amen. Amen. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com. Oh,